Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you are here. This is part three of how to craft a message, Mary Method. I just call it the Mary Method because it is the process I use. Now, before we dive into today's show, just a couple of things. Are you in the Facebook group? And if you're not, head over to Facebook, search for Takes the Stage Speakers. You heard me almost say .com. There is no such thing, so don't go there. And also, are you on the email list? TakeTheStagePodcast.com. Click on resources, go to the bottom of the page, fill it out, or pick a resource. Either way, you will be on the email list. In the email list, on the email list, I don't know which way. And I want to remind you of a third thing, something that I don't do enough reminding of is I'm a speaker and I do go out and share with people about what it means to be a speaker. So if you're looking for that type person, if you're looking for someone to help you with a call to action or to build a story, I'm the person. So you could reach out to me on my Facebook page on my website, again, Take the Stage Podcast. There's a contact form there. Let's talk about today. So we are in the final part that are three parts and four piece. So part one was pray and ponder. And that's what we talked about, just really talking to God about what does he have for you? Part two was our prepare. Our third P is practice. What does it mean to practice? Now, I've had people tell me, Mary, I don't love to do a lot of practicing because I want it to be fresh. Well, I'm just going to be honest with you. Don't do that. That is not smart. You can share a message and it will sound fresh and new and vibrant and still be very prepared and very practiced. It doesn't mean you're going to rehearse word for word and do a recitation. That's not what we are doing. We are not quoting Shakespeare here. You are sharing a message from your heart. So when I do practice, I practice my opening and my closing. And when I say practice, I mean, I know exactly how they will flow. What will I say first? What will I say second? What's my opening? What is my next words? I really want that to be laid out. Again, not recited, but rehearsed. Have you ever been to a Broadway play or maybe not even Broadway, maybe local theater and you just loved it? The actors were so in the moment. They have done that part over and over and over. I recently went to a showing of Hamilton in Birmingham, Alabama. Now, they had been on the road for months. It was amazing. It was like they were doing it the first time and for me because they have a passion behind their artistry. You are an artist in the sense of how you create a message and then the artistry of delivery of that message. That's all a part of that last P we're talking about today. Practice. 
because you're not just practicing the words that come out of your mouth. You're practicing the way in which you use your words, the intonation, the how is your voice going up and going down? How are you using your body to deliver this message? If you could see me visually, you would see that I am moving my hands back and forth and leaning forward and back from the mic. Now, this could make my audio editor just a little nuts. And I try very hard to stay in the same spot with my mic and move my hands around because that's the way I communicate with you. I communicate as if I am talking to you and we are in conversation. You're sitting over here just beyond my screen in my chair and I am visiting with you. That's a part of my practice. Practice does not make perfect. Practice makes you comfortable. And let me tell you what I mean by that. If you know what you will say and you are very comfortable with how you will open and you know the steps you'll do that, how you will close and when you know how to wrap that message up and bring it home, you know the pillars of what you will say in the middle. What is that connection piece, the transitions? What is your sticky statement? If you know that and you have practiced and rehearsed that, then when you step on the stage, you don't spend all of your time trying to remember what's next. And because you're not spending all your time trying to remember what's next, you are leaning into the audience. You are talking to the audience. You are in conversation with your one person because the message that you have prayed and pondered over, that you have prepared, and now that you are practicing, becomes just natural conversation to you. And every time you step on the stage, you're having that conversation in a new way because it's a new one person. Even though there may be 50 in the room, 500, 3,000, I don't know what the number is, but it's still having a fresh conversation with one person. Now, how do I rehearse specifically? I do a couple of different things. I mentioned I use voice memo, any voice recorder, something I like to use on my phone because that way I can record it. It helps me understand my timing. And if I see I've gone too long, I know, okay, I need to find somewhere to trim. And if I've come in shallow, then I need to work on building up the message, putting a little bit more meat in there, a little bit more story. Something else I like to do is listen back to it. Now, none of us typically love the sound of our own voice. That's just life. But listening back to your message will help you hear what your audience hears. One of the things I do is I will often walk and talk out the message with voice memo. It's just a method I've used for a long time. The second thing I do is record. Now, this is a little harder, and I don't do it as often now that I have been on the stage for years. But back in the day, I actually would take a camera, remember those, and I would record myself, and I would just do a couple of minutes because back in the day, we didn't have a lot of video on a camera, and just to make sure that I was engaging well with body language. Now, with the advent of all the iPhones and all the other smartphones, we have video on our cameras. 
I will set up a phone. Again, not as much as I've done in the past, but if I'm delivering a brand new message, as I did just a few weeks ago, it was a humorous message about the legacy of Southern women. I'm just going to tell y'all, it was my most favorite talks to ever give. I loved it. But I recorded myself, audio and then video, because I wanted to see how it was coming across. Was I engaging with her? Did the words I was saying and the way of which I was saying it, was it coming across? And that was my glasses that just tumbled across the desk. And if you know me, you know I have a desk full of glasses. Don't worry. It's all good. But I want to make sure that what they see is what I want to deliver. Now, this isn't about what I look like or my outfit. Those are good, too. It's always good to make sure that your outfit's going to look well. But you can do that just by looking in the mirror and walking and making sure that everything stays in the appropriate place, if you know what I mean. This video was about making sure that the way I was communicating this new message looked on point for me. Now, we're all different. We all look different. We all communicate differently. But there are a few things that we all have to do well as communicators. Number one is we have to understand the power of a pause. When you say something very powerful, it could be something that is tragic or something that is funny. You have to pause. You may be pausing for laughter or you may be pausing for reflection. And what I mean by that is when you say something that is hard to hear, that is tragic or catastrophic, your audience needs a moment to take that in. They need a moment to process that. Because while you may have lived with that great big thing that happened to you, she has not. This is the first time she heard it. And I, I want to just remind you of something. There's a couple of different things through the years. If you're old enough to remember where you were when you heard the plane hit the tower, or rather the tower fell on 9-11, think about how you had to process that. Now, you may not have anything that big, that catastrophic, but it could be catastrophic to you. When you heard the Challenger blew up, if you're old enough to remember that, think about the moment you heard that. You had to process that information. As humans, we have to process information. And it takes a moment. So don't push through those spaces too quickly. If you say something funny and you pause for laughter, let's hope it shows up. I'm going to tell y'all a fun story. I was recently speaking at an event and I told a joke that I have told in this message numerous times and it always gets laughter and it did not with this crowd. And so I paused because I know that's where they typically laugh and they didn't. And I'm just going to be truly transparent. It threw me off my game. And I just said, well, that's typically where people laugh right there. I guess it wasn't funny to you. And then guess what? They laughed. They laughed at the fact 
that it wasn't funny to them. I love a live audience. Practice does not, again, make perfect. It makes you comfortable. It enables you to stop worrying. It enables you to not be leaning on notes. Still take your notes out there if you want to. That's fine. What it does do is it gives you the confidence to look out in that room and speak from the heart. It gives you the confidence to be able to say, Lord, thank you. And with your help, let me serve them well. It gives you the confidence and the competence because you see you've done the work and you're confident in the work that you've done. It's just like walking into maybe freshman English, not having done the work or read the homework and you've got a test. You have no confidence and no competence. You are walking blind. When you step on a stage without a message that you've prayed and pondered over, a message you've prepared with the Holy Spirit and a message that you have practiced, when you do that, it's like walking into that test with no preparation. You have no idea what's going to come out of it. All right, so you don't have homework this week, but if you're preparing a message, if you have a speaking engagement coming up, I want you to set aside time this week to practice. And then practice just one more time. It can only help you get better. You have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you will find links in the show notes, and those can be found wherever you're listening to this or at takethestagepodcast.com. I'm Mary R. Snyder, and as always, I am here to help you craft a message that matters and take that message to the stage. Until next week, have a good one.